We are the most accidental food podcast on the internet. Food and science. Food, science, and football. The three yes. Fs. Pretty much. <laughs> the three Fs. We're gonna have to rebrand. All right. Episode eighty-three. Whoa, dude. Do I feel like are you guys seeing that I'm really loud? Do I sound really loud? You do leave it though. We like it. I like to hear your voice loud, bud. Okay. Uh episode eighty-three. Bob in Detroit, Jack in Detroit, Michael in Chicago, 83, Wes Welker. Was Wes Welker 83? I believe so, yeah. Uh, I think Lee Evans might have been 83. I could be very wrong. That's a fucking Who throwback. is Lee Evans? Lee Evans from the Buffalo Bills, the fastest player on the planet in, in Madden like 2009. You get really? Lee Evans and Mike Vick with the arm strength. Fuck, I did not know that one. Dude, I don't even have that name, like, anywhere. Like, that's not even at, the, like, the bottom of my feet. I don't have that name. I've never oh. heard that name before. That's fucking crazy. You know who I All was right. just thinking of as Santana Moss, but he was 89. Yeah, Darren he was, 80, was, he was 89. This year. Oh, yeah. He's like, he's, like, number six now on the Giants or some weird shit. Or, like, number four. Yeah, I saw Jalen Hyatt change his number today to 13. Donning the OBJ 13 for the Giants at receiver. Ooh, bold move, bold. Cotton. Let's see how bold strat. Yeah, bold uh, strat. Boys, got, we got a quick one for you today. We got some hard stance of the week. Uh, if we have time, we might get into an article that I found. And uh, at the end, we got some college football picks for the weekend for you. The gambling corner is back. Football is back. Today, when you walked outside, there was a little bit of a chill in the air this morning. Yeah, supposed to be 60 degrees tonight for my baseball game, so I'm stoked. Oh, baby, dude. And we got bags tonight, and we're going to be throwing in the cold. See your breath, throw in the bags. There's nothing better than that, dude. That just means. Oh, absolutely. Turn on the crock pot, get the chili going, because football is fucking here, baby. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Uh, But first, let's get into some hard stances. I have a I have a hard stance this week. Do you want to go first? You want me that. to go first? My hard stance is very dumb. Um, I wasn't. It just came to me yes a couple days ago. Um, short and sweet. My hard stance is that I'm out on poppy seed buns. I'm out on all seed buns. Give me just normal bread, bro. I'm done with poppy seeds. I'm done with fucking sesame seeds. Get them out of my life. Out on them. I've never understood like. Even when people put sesame seeds on chicken, mm-hmm. you know, like I've ne- I just yeah. never like, does it taste like something? Am I fucked up? Cause I'm not tasting what everybody else is tasting. That's what I've always wondered about the, uh, the sesame seeds. Yeah. I, I, the, the lack of enhancement for like the mess it makes the, the give and takes just not there. I don't need, there's more seeds on my paper or my plate than there are in my fucking belly. And mm. Like, I don't taste any of it, so I just don't understand it. I'm out on buns with seeds on it. Put peanuts on it. Put something good on it that I'm actually going (laughs) to taste if you're going to do some dumb shit. And one is 100% (laughs) going to end up in one of your molars every single time, one of those seeds. Oh, yeah. It's an absolute lock. Is it a grip thing, maybe? Maybe people are losing their sandwich and the seeds, like, they're holding on to the seeds and that keeps it, it's like a rough sandpapery type of thing. It's like those socks you get at the hospital. Yeah, they're like, we don't want you falling. So we'll strap some sesame seeds to the bottom of your feet and then you'll be fine. Seriously, though, man, I don't know what it is. I think it's an aesthetic thing more than anything. I just, 
the fact the teeth part and the it's just a mess. So have you guys ever been on AITA Reddit? No. You know what that is? I think People, only you are on there. Oh well, oh. this is listen. This is like a pretty common thing, but oh, it's okay. called it's called "Am I the asshole?" And then it goes oh, on. Yeah, like, yeah, people yeah. Tell the fucking story, bro. There's this thing going around though where people write bots. This is for like Snapchat content and TikTok content. People will make a bot that takes Reddit stories and then reads them aloud, but in like a Siri esque voice. So yeah. people will be like, "Am I the asshole for abusing my girlfriend?" I 25M started dating 23GF, you know, like, but like the Siri voice won't know that M means male. So it'll be like, I 25 meters. (laughs) (laughs) So it just butchers the fuck out of the story. And it's so funny, but the sesame seed thing would definitely be something that somebody would throw in there. They'd be like, am I the asshole for not understanding sesame seeds? So funny as fuck. I mean... not brioche bad. then yeah brioche pretzel <laughs> just any normal type of bun like I, just a bun sourdough like you know not uh, sourdough's not really a bun but you know anything that's i don't need it I, i'll seeded. take a bun just no seeds yeah okay i'm there with you i have a feeling that you're gonna like mine too ah uh, maybe wait, wait, not wait. while we're on bread i i have a question yes you guys are making a sandwich and you have two options for bread available. One is like a, it's either like a wheat or a white bread bread, or you got like a mini hoagie bun. Which one are you going with? Is this like turkey Sam or like PB and J? No, not, I mean, you're not putting peanut butter or jelly anywhere near a hoagie bun. This is like a deli meat sandwich. Sure you are. <laughs> I, mean, Whoa, I mean, you can't do that. That's not how baked you are. <laughs> that is actually, that is valid. Or how much bread you got left, if those are the only option. Because you see a hoagie bun and you're baked, you're like, this is going to be a long-ass PB&J, and I'm here for it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm all the way in on that. (laughs) But, okay, so what are my options again? Lay them back out. You got sliced bread of your choice or hoagie bun of your choice. Deli meat sandwich. I'm going hoagie every time if it's a deli meat sandwich. You know, I the reason so I'm gonna disagree on this one. Uh, I'm going normal bread. I'm going normal bread, and the reason being, there, I have one reason, and this is for almost any sandwich. Is when you have normal bread, you can have a favorite bite. You can have the best bite. With the hoagie roll, every bite's kind of the same. There's not really that one middle where you get every bit of cheese, every bit of meat, every bit of sauce. Boom. That's the whole thing with the hoagie bun. No, it's not because they're all the best bites. Yeah, but think about it. That's like when you cut when you cut sandwiches in triangles over squares. It's more enjoyable because you get that nice fucking middle bite. That's why they cut clubs and BLTs into triangles because it's an it's a mental fucking bullshit, mental gymnastics that you do that makes it seem like oh, this is actually tasting better because you're getting more you're getting more, more sandwich bites. per capita. Yeah, there's science to it. So that I think the sense. reason why I'm going to go bread is because there, there's a bite like, a oh, I can save this last bite. It's fire. With the hoagie roll, it's all good, but you don't have that satisfaction of being like, I saved the best for last. You know what I'm saying? Do you guys cut your sandwiches when you're making it like at home? Are you cutting it into triangles or no? Rarely. Uh, I feel I'll like tell that's it. just an extra step that I wouldn't take. 
I'll tell you the time. one time that I'm cutting a Sammy. If I have a SpaghettiOs or a mini ravioli type of situation happening, something that the boy Chef Boy RD whipped up for me, you know? If I got that, I'm getting two Sammies, both on white bread, both PB and J's, and I'm cutting them both in half. That's the only sandwich I cut in half is a peanut butter and jelly. That's the only one. The rest of them, there's no to me, there's no need for it. I don't know why, but the PB and J I'll cut in half. I love I a like cut in half PB and J. You know what I I've like been doing lately? What? I will instead of making one PB and J, I will do two a half PB and J. I do dude, half peanut a... butter, half jelly, and then fold it. So that's good. A, that's that's a, a Jim Falbo move. My dad would be proud of you. Really? That a, that's a big Jimmy move. Oh, yeah. He does that all the time. <laughs> it's a great it's way that, to do it, man. It really it's a one-hander that way. Yeah, I agree. It's a, it's like having in a hoagie roll. Maybe you should just do it in a hoagie. <laughs> it is kind of like having in a hoagie roll. You Dude, that bread end. is so different, though. That bread That's like using a hot dog bun. <laughs> I've done that before. I've done I've, it. I've, I've done it. I, yeah. Yeah, but you're not, not proud even, of it. You're not like well, yeah, walking around telling have... people. Well, you know. yeah, but. I don't know. It's not that bad. Then you cut those in half. You just got like poppable pieces of PB and J. They should make. So I've gone into an Uncrustables phase at 30 years of my life. I've never had an Uncrustable in my entire life until about three weeks ago. And what? Be the best thing on the planet. I swear to God, dude. A, a <laughs> strawberry jam dude, that, peanut butter Uncrustable. Stop it, bro. I, I want to like, see Mike's face the first time he saw an dude, Uncrustable. I was well, I was, dude. I've known about him my whole life, but I never he had. Lost him. his fucking oh mind. It's like you're telling me this is a PB and J, or I do. Yeah, they're yeah, packaging like, these on. up like it's a bag of onions. How are they doing that? How long has this been happening? Yeah. <laughs> says don't put it in the microwave fuck the rules i put it in there for 10 seconds get that shit nice and uh the normal. microwave no you pop that shit in the toaster dog oh, the toaster enough, or i've a... seen people eat them cold like throw I've them bitches them in cold. the fridge so i had them at work so i got i got a instacart a bunch of groceries at work and i was like what can i eat in the morning that's not like lame so i got some uncrustables and i didn't mm-hmm. know how to, i was like well this thing's ice cold right now so i popped in the microwave we don't have a toaster first of all I've never, I've never eaten an uncrustable in like the ideal state. Whenever you get handed an uncrustable, it's always are it's sort of frozen, or yeah. you're on like a fucking canoe trip and it's wet. <laughs> there's only two kinds. There's like the only two ways I've ever been served an uncrustable, and those are it. Well, you better do your homework on eat uncrustables the right way because they're so good. Dude. I've never had one and actually popped it in the toaster myself. I've never. I've never eaten like an ideal uncrustable, and I still think that yeah. they're that good. That's crazy, dude. I uh, I saw some lady make French toast out of uncrustables on the internet. That's why I bought the uncrustables. Cause I was like, dude, they're making genius. French toast with these things. I'm fucking in. Yeah, that's genius. That'd be so yeah. easy too. You just pop that shit in the eggs mix. Dude, that's literally put all it on did. the pan. <laughs> it's, there's Done. nothing to it. Yeah. yeah. No, no extra steps at all. No. Unwrapping the fucking bread. That's it. Yep, maybe a little cinnamon sugar on top. Syrup. That's crazy. Powdered sugar? Dude, that is crazy. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sweating thinking about it. I'm kind of sweating, too. I'm not going to lie to you. We are the most accidental food podcast on the internet. Food and science. Food, science, and football. 
three F's. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> three F's. We're gonna have to rebrand. We 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 change our name to the three F's, but it says food, football, and science. Yep. <laughs> We're not very good at the science. The three F's, yeah. Food, football, and science. We're three F's. Dude, I did have someone tell me that was listening was like, man, you know how you guys were talking about doing like a a food show, like a food football show, but instead of it being based around like the actual football, it's based around the cooking and football is kind of going on in the back. How we were talking about that the other day. Yeah, they're like, dude, that would be the best show ever, especially with you two idiots talking about it. And I was like. (laughs) I appreciate that. I think we, we need to get a network to sign this up. Dude, it on like a Saturday morning before <laughs> college game day comes on, put us Saturday on bro. like that 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. slot. Just give us fucking like Fox Sports. <laughs> exactly. Us and Reggie Bush cooking some shit yeah. up. <laughs> oh, man. Fuck, dude. All right. What is your hard stance, brethren? My hard stance is also <laughs> food. Oh, yeah. So the boys and I last week, we were sitting at home. We just ate dinner. And we were like, we're feeling a little frisky. We're, feel- we're in the mood for a little treat, you know? Yeah. And there's a hundred of these little like ice cream stand places around us. So we pop over to our guy, Jim's. Jim's, shout out to Jim's over on 11 Mile. Uh, and we all order our shit. And then this dude orders this cone, and it's already... This was like one of those 90-degree days last week where it was just humid as fuck. The second he got... The second the cone left through the little fucking screen door out of the cold and into his warm hand, drip city. And Cody was like, hey, dude, you you might want to get a bowl for that. Like, they give you bowls if you want one. And the dude was like, nah, I'm good walked halfway to his car and then walked all the way back. He was like, I'm going to need that bowl. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so he popped the cone in the bowl and I'm here to say it. I'm done with cones. I've graduated. I'm done with cones. I'm only bowls. When I go, I either get a blizzard or a shake. Like I'm not even fucking with ice cream at all. I'm not even putting ice cream in the bowl. I'm going shake blizzard. And I think if you get a cone at this point, you got to bowl it. I understand the arguments that are going to come at me. A waffle cone a waffle cone is phenomenal. I love a waffle cone. Don't get me wrong. I'll muck a waffle cone. Like, if somebody gives me one, I'm not going to fucking say no to it. I'm just not walking up there and ordering it ever again in my life. I have so many mixed feelings on this because I am very pro- so like I'm a big dip in dots guy for one because okay. they, they're, it's the easiest thing to do. Don't melt as 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 roughly. Um, yep. but here's what I don't have an actual stance one way or the other for you here. Are you about to tell I me agree- that you put your dipping dots in a cone? No, I'm not an asshole. <laughs> Secondly, um, if I'm eating ice cream indoors at the place that i bought the ice cream i'm going cone 100 percent of the time okay. okay i get that so if you inside. go on ice inside of the ice cream parlor or right outside where like if it there's like where you're not fucking oh hey t- five minutes and it's all in my hand if you're in a spot where you can eat it right there on the spot i'm going with the cone mm-hmm. but i agree with you 
other than that situation because of all the things you just said. So I'm mixed because I still really do like a cone. Or if I'm going to like McDonald's, I get a, a softer. But we're talking like an ice cream parlor type ice cream cone. I got to eat it there in order to get me a cone. People preach the Don's ice cream. Dude, hold on. People Jack, love what the shit. fuck just happened? That was right. cracked. I don't it's know. Almost, okay, dude. Anyways, other than a Don's cone, there's one thing I do love about a waffle cone still, though. And obviously the flavor and whatnot. But what they should do, all right, at a Baskin Robbins or any fucking place, let's make waffle cone tortilla chips. Let's double them up so they're not super fragile. And then we fucking get a spoon. Instead of spooning it into our mouths, we spoon it onto the tortilla waffle chip. And we fucking eat. We eat it like chips and salsa. Bingo. Yeah, I'm all the way here for that. I think that's a great idea. I mean, dude, just a handful of them. You know, you don't need the whole thing, but like half of your ice cream with the waffle chips. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, and you can put like... I mean, right back to cinnamon sugar, but put some shit like that on the chips, you know? Yeah, 100%. But I don't like the concept of, like, breaking the waffle cone up into the ice cream. No. I like the thought of, like, yeah, like, you know, because you don't want waffle cone with every bite. No, and also then it's a dangerous bite, if I'm being honest yeah, with it. You, exactly. don't know where that, you don't know where that cone's sticking up no, at you. That you're yeah. going to get stabbed 100 times doing that. 100%. The roof of your mouth is like an inmate on the first day of prison <laughs> like, yeah. you might get shanked you might so it's like so, a nachos type of situation yeah like a, ice like cream a, nachos yeah. they had a choco taco let's make the fucking choco nacho you know oh, dude yeah you can make chocolate uh waffle cones too covered Damn, yeah son. dipped ones we gotta stop having such good ideas on here. I know, dude. <laughs> and we listens, we always well, yeah, I know. Well, once we actually, if we ever get like a substantial amount of viewers, we're gonna have to stop saying shit like that because oh yeah, we already lost we, ten to fifteen ideas. Yeah, or we just put it into practice and fucking make a billion, anyways. Right, or do it first. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's get into some college football. All right, we ready? Yeah. Okay. Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. So let's just start off with, let's start with the headliner. Florida travels to Rice-Eccles Stadium on Thursday night, which is tonight, if you're listening to this, to play the Utah Utes. Hashtag what is a Ute. Hashtag we don't know. But <laughs> unfortunately, the news came out today. We're recording on Wednesday that it sounds like Cam Rising will not be playing in this game. That's what came out. I don't know if that's oh. like directly from that's definitely not directly from the coaching staff, because last year, Utah had a similar situation with Cam Rising, um, who is their quarterback. And uh, it was against Washington State, and they just let it go up to game time. And they were like, all right, he's not good enough to go. And the coach, Kyle Willingham, said again that that's going to be the same situation this time. So I wouldn't totally rule him out. But the way that I'm betting this game is not going to matter anyways. So a little bit of background first before we talk about how to bet this. Utah returning eight starters on defense, eight on offense. 
most in the Pac-12. They won the Pac-12 championship last year, like solid returning team. The main guy that they lost was Kincaid, their tight end. They fucking just replaced him with some other big white guy. Uh, so like <laughs> plug and play. You or Florida uh, lost 13 starters. Feels like a lot. Yeah, feels like a lot for sure. The thing is with Florida is that now that they have Graham Mertz at quarterback, who if you are listening to this, you've probably uh, you probably watched a decent amount of Big Ten football, and you probably know Graham Mertz fucking stinks. He was, at, <laughs> he was at Wisconsin, and they basically barely trusted him to hand the ball off. So for Florida to be any type of excited about Graham Mertz, I'm saying hold your horses. I would compare it for all the Michigan folks out there. I'd compare it to when John O'Corn came over from Iowa. We are like, we know what this year's going to be. This guy's not good. He's a game manager. He's going to hand the ball off. We got to rely on a running game. Luckily for Florida, Graham Mertz handing the ball off. He's got Travis Etienne back there. He's good. Their other running back, I forget his name, also sick. Who did Florida Travis have last year? Etienne. They had that Richardson yep. dude. Etienne's little brother. His name is also Travis? Trevor. Oh, One I of them's like, Trevor, one of them's Travis. Yeah, Travis is in the league. I was like, hold the Trevor. fucking phone, mom. Trevor's the you little brother. I'm sorry. Okay. Yes, Trevor's <laughs> the little brother. Yes, good call. Good call. Good call. Right. Trevor is the little brother. So if Florida can run the ball, they got a damn good shot in this game. But if they can't, they might be fricked. As far as Utah goes, they got a bunch of guys coming back. If Cam Rising doesn't go, they're going to try to establish the run too. This thing could get ugly. The under could be a play, honestly. But if I'm betting this game, which I will be, you will be, America will be, I'm waiting until five minutes into this thing. This is a big time, I feel like, live bet, get a feel. We don't know what the fuck's going to happen on week one as it is. Why go into this very exciting game betting on a side when you don't even know if one of the quarterbacks is playing? Yeah. Thoughts? I like what you're saying. Um, I think the live betting, I think live betting right away into the game is becoming more and more of a thing with all sports. Um, mm. Especially if what you want to bet on kind of has a slow start, so you can get a little better odds sometimes, you know. Uh, I think that sucks about that is when Utah comes out and scores a touchdown on the first drive, and then all of a sudden the spread's back up to eight. And it's like you got to beat that. That's you got to beat only, that to the punch. You do. It's almost right. like it's almost like you watch the coin toss, and if Utah gets the ball first, you just and you wanted to bet Utah minus four, minus four and a half, wherever it is right now. If they win the toss and they take the ball, you fucking hammer that right away, and then whatever. But like if Florida gets the ball first, you wait, see what happens, and hopefully they score or get yep. a field goal or something. Then you're like, all right, what's a you? What's fucking, a you? Let's yeah. figure it out. Hand yeah, dude. I think uh, a Florida field goal off the rip could be your best bet for this game for Utah. Then you're if you're leaning at, that side. Yeah. You're looking at damn near money line at that point or a one and a half point spread. And yep. now it's like, just win the game. Hopefully. Yep. You know what I mean? Unless it's a one point game, then you're distraught. But right. I, I like what you're saying about the under. Um, I feel like Florida as a whole, I could be very wrong. My, my, my SEC football knowledge, my foot, college football knowledge in general is very patchy. 
Like, I either know – I'm like, oh, I kind of got a really good idea, or I'm like, eh. And Florida's one of those teams, and, like, the butt end of the SEC is one of those spots in college football that I am bad at. Um, and Florida, I feel like, though, over the last few years, over the last, you know, however long, they've really become a, a defensive – like a, a a defensive squad, I think more so than offensive. I know they had like Kyle Pitts and shit, but I just do feel like they became more of a defensive like overall team. Yeah, not that it always is like the truth. Not that they always shut everyone down, but I I don't know. I just felt like hey, they ne- they didn't have that quarterback like after the Tebow and all that shit. So they really were like, hey, if we're gonna compete, we gotta play D. I don't know if that's still the case, but I do feel like you know, that quarterback doesn't play boom. You know, I think the under might be the play here, but that could all be, that could be the sucker bet too. You know, I agree. And real quick, just for reference, that over under opened at 50 now down to 44. So do with that information, what you will, uh, the Vegas is really pumping that thing down as we head into the week, learning more and more and more about whether or not cam rising might be playing. Vegas seems to think maybe he's not playing or there were just a bunch of sharp guys right on it when it opened at 50 that said no shot, you know? I mean, that that probably was the case more so, but to, mm. for it to go seven point or five and a half points, yeah, that's pretty big. Like, yeah. I can see oh, all the sh- – yeah, like that's definitely a personnel jump, not just a, oh, all the sharps are on it where it's like then it usually goes down two, three – not that much usually, you know? Yep. Uh, a few more. Let me give you another one. Uh, actually, I have two more for you on this glorious Thursday night. So, weird game. 7.30 Thursday night. UConn-NC State. Uh, UConn-NCAA men's basketball champion. UConn Huskies are on the gridiron against the NC State Huskies. And they're getting 14 and a half. And this was a team that Coach Jim Mora, uh, he's been everywhere. I'm sure everybody knows that name, probably from the UCLA days for Jim Mora. But uh, he came to UConn last year. They were 1 and 11 in 2021, and he coached them to 6 and 7 last year. So this isn't like the terrible UConn teams that we're accustomed to seeing. They also mm. returned 76% of their production. So they got a bunch of people coming back. That's ninth best in the country. And I think that's kind of a a big deal in these week one games. You'll see a theme. I mean, the guys that come at the teams that have the most returning starters, it feels like have the better chance to win there. There's no experimenting. There is no preseason in college football. So uh, if you guys get, if you're looking at guys that mesh well together already and they're getting 14 and a half, two touchdowns and the hook. Thanks very much. Go to the bank. So I'm taking UConn plus 14 and a half. Uh, last one I got here. Actually, I got two more. Nebraska at Minnesota. Also, Thursday night. Give me the Skurs, dude. Give me the Huskers. Matt Rule, game one. For Nebraska, and it's going to be Big Ten play heading over to Minneapolis to play Minnesota. Again, dude, I don't got to tell you what the theme is here. Nebraska's bringing a bunch of guys back. Minnesota's not. Minnesota's basically replacing a bunch of guys on their offensive line. They're replacing Mo Ibrahim, stud running back for them for the last two or three years. Uh, 
the line's at seven, so I think it's enough to play with. I love the Huskers plus seven and that one. I think Matt Rule will have the boys fired up, rip-roaring, ready to go. That one's Thursday night as well. Let's move. I got one more game Saturday. And this low-key is my favorite game of the weekend. I am very excited to watch this one. Uh, obviously, uh, That Florida State LSU game is going to be sick, but I think that this one has the potential to be absolute fireworks with two stud quarterbacks, and that is North Carolina, South Carolina, in Charlotte at the Bank of America Stadium where the Panthers play. Should be a rowdy atmosphere. There's going to be 80,000 people in there, uh, you know, both sides are going to be well represented I'm sure but it's Drake May against Spencer Radler and North Carolina can't stop a fucking nosebleed that's kind of just been the thing for them and I think this one might come down to defense because both offenses just they score a lot and South Carolina just returns a lot more on defense than they had a better defense last year uh markedly better than North Carolina. So South Carolina catching plus two and a half, um, which kind of tells me, I don't know. It, this is basically, a, it feels like a pip, pick them game almost, but if they're going to give me South Carolina plus two and a half uh, with that defense coming back strong <clears throat> and Spencer Radler, the way that he evolved last year, yeah. Uh give me the Gamecocks. Give me the Cox. I like I like that play a lot. I like that the way that he end up he ended the year um mm-hmm. beating really high quality teams last year. I mean, dude, like they just figured it out. Like they found a way to win games in tough situations. And I don't like Spencer Rattler at all, but I think that he after the last what, seven or eight games last year, you were like, Oh, this is the kid that Oklahoma thought they were getting. You know what I mean? Like this was the guy, and I, I like that. I, I'm I will definitely be riding that South Carolina plus two. I'm not a believer in Drake Drake May. I thought I was, and I, I think I'm over the North Carolina quarterbacks because I was a believer in Sam Howell, and then the next year when he was supposed to be a Heisman candidate, guy threw for like 20 touchdowns and stunk, and they were bad. right. Like thought yeah. they were going to win the ACC. Blah blah blah. I think this will be the same thing. Oh hey, he was a novelty. Now people are going to figure him out. Bust his ass down. Um, well, and he lost a big target in Antoine Green, too. He went to the draft. The Lions actually had him at camp. So, like, that, it was. there's just too much inconsistency on the North Carolina side for me, too. Yeah. And the the Gamecocks play for Shane Beamer. They love that mm-hmm. guy, that coach. So. Yeah. That, yeah, I feel like it's just a – yeah, I don't know. I feel like them getting two points is kind of insulting for that. It's like, I don't know. I well, feel like that should be a pick em. Well, it's funny when I first saw the game the other day, it was, it just said UNC at South Carolina and South mm-hmm. Carolina was catching two and a half. I was like, what in the fuck is going on with this line? This is a night mm-hmm. game in South Carolina and they're not favored. Like what is going on? And then I yeah. found out that it was at the Panther stadium, which makes a lot more sense. But I think yeah. if this thing was in Columbia, South Carolina, I think they fucking roll them, roll yeah. I don't think it'll matter. I, I mean, where it's it's neutral enough to where I don't think it'll matter. I agree, but yeah, that's a, I like that one. The other two I don't know much about. Um, you know, Graham Hurts or whatever the fuck his name is, <laughs> Graham Hurts. But the only thing I gotta say about college football this year is take the over in Iowa Hawkeyes wins. I think it's at like six and a half. 
Everyone Ooh. is saying they suck. Um, I got a customer at work. They all went to Iowa. They're actually really cool guys. Got hammered with them a couple times. Um, and they're preaching that this team is not good, but their schedule is uh, is short enough, is bad enough to where they think they could squeak out six, maybe seven wins or whatever it is over the line. So that's mm. I'm going to ride it because uh, – they seem like they're realists about things, and I, I do. I did look at the schedule, and I was like, okay, I can see this. I think the Big Ten is has down year personally. They're over under set at eight and a half. I could totally oh, eight see and it. A half. Yeah, the okay, West. Yeah, that's what it was. The West is weird because you kind of got you got Wisco over there with Luke Fickle coming in, and then you got Iowa, and then it's pretty yeah. much up up for debate after that. But yeah, Iowa yeah. with dude, Iowa has Cade McNamara at quarterback, a guy that's won the Big Ten yeah. championship. They got yeah. Eric All, who's another Michigan transfer at tight end, absolute stud. And then they got their own tight end that is gonna yeah. be sick because they all are. So mm-hmm. like, if they can actually throw the rock around this year, hundred percent knows. Sky's yeah. the limit. I mean, don't don't need don't need thirteen, just need nine. I I, I like it. I'm gonna ride that before uh, before that one. I like that. All right. Well, that's it for us. Short and sweet today. Uh, go follow us on YouTube, Instagram. Literally short and sweet. Yeah, literally short and sweet. Ice yeah, cream. Definitely sweet. Short. <laughs> uh, follow us if you're not following us. Subscribe to the YouTube if you're not. Uh, we're almost to 200 subscribers on YouTube, which is pretty yeah, sick. I know. So, I saw that. Uh, keep getting those numbies up, and we'll keep going to the moon. If we get to the moon, we'll start releasing merch. So 100%. fucking make it happen. All right. We love you guys. (laughs) Episode 83 is a wrap. We will see you next week. Peace.